Welcome to another episode of Mama Earth Talk. I'm your host, Maris Canal. Realizing just how much waste we generate on a daily basis, I've set a personal goal not only to reduce, reuse, and recycle, but to also educate the world about sustainability and how each of us can help preserve our beautiful planet. Thanks for listening. Let's dig in. Hello, crazy birds. I hope you guys are doing well. It's such a beautiful, sunny day where I am here today in Perth. I hope you are having a beautiful day as well, wherever you are. Please like reach out. Tell me where you're listening this podcast episode from. Would love to know. So today I have an amazing guest. She has honestly transformed the way we use our shower. Honestly, her products that she has, has just saved us so much money over, well, since we started using it. And it's just kind of given me that like really neat and tidy look that I was after. Previously with all our different bars of soap, I kind of had it in different ceramic bowls with like elastic bands to kind of form this like drainage solution that just ended up in such a big mess. Uh, So when I discovered this amazing, amazing product, I was just like blown away. I was so, so fortunate to kind of have her on the podcast and share her like whole journey. And hopefully, you know, if you have not heard about this product before, you are going to be mind blown and want to try it out for yourself as well. So, I mean, our guest today, so she is an imperfect minimalist committed to a low consumption lifestyle. She's the maker of the block doc for bars and a range of really annoying problem solving household accessories. The block doc's intentions are to like switch and stay switched and to give up the plastic bottles for good. Now, during this episode, we really looked at some of the pros of actually using bar products instead of plastic bottled products. We also took a bit of a deep dive into how the block doc was created and also some of the like really pesky problems that the block doc actually solved and how this company is really creating local impact where they are based with like a really global product at this moment. So crazy birds, without any further ado, I would like to welcome Claire Wilson. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's nice to be here. You are most welcome. I mean, gosh, you've got such an amazing story. I've been reading up on about you for some time now and obviously have your beautiful products in our house. But I kind of wanted to know, like, how did your sustainable journey actually start? Mine started really when I was living in Thailand a few years ago, and I just noticed the extraordinary amount of everyday waste that happens over there. And I understand why it happens, but it really is kind of heartbreaking to see so much unnecessary trash created every day with food and that kind of thing. And so when I was leaving Thailand to come home, I knew that one thing I wanted to focus on myself was actually having a much smaller footprint than in some ways I'd been forced to have over there. 
a lot of people that has never really traveled to Thailand and I think India especially as well, where a lot of people from Western countries would buy a bottle of shampoo as well. A lot of these people won't, they would buy those little sachets, which you would kind of use for the week as well. So that's even more wasteful than having all of those bottles and things. So you've started an amazing company that when I discovered it, I was so grateful because I'm sure some of my like earlier followers would know that I used to have a ceramic bowl in my shower and then I would use elastic straps to kind of create a little tray and that just got gross to a point. So yeah, when I discovered your product, I was just like, amazing. Like, why have I been without this for so long? So can you please tell us a little bit more about like, first of all, what exactly is like the Block Doc? So the Block Dock is a vertical soap dish and shampoo bar holder, which is wall mountable to the side of your shower or the side of your bath or the inside of your sink. So you put it where you're actually going to use it and it drains the bar. It's designed specifically to drain the bar fast and then it also has all side airflow so the bar dries quickly and that means that it's going to A, always be pleasant to use and B, Last a lot longer than if you do have it sitting in a, you know, horizontally in a dish. I like to say that's kind of lying down on the job because it seems like a really lazy way for, you know, soap to spend its life. Yeah. So um, making it vertical, taking advantage of gravity and airflow, which my two best friends helped me to design a product which actually genuinely does do the job that it says it will do. Oh, that's amazing. And I mean, that's one of the things that I've kind of experienced using your doc, block docs for so such a long time now already versus previously, because when I just had that little ceramic container, it was always soggy. It felt that I have to clean out the container, you know, every other week. And then, you know, as you're cleaning it, you are removing so much of your product. So you actually wasting so much money and then the resources, because that obviously then just goes down the drain as you've washed it. But what was it about this design that made you decide on that exact design? Were you playing around with different materials or like how, how did that final design came to be what it is today? Once I knew that so that stoke and bar storage was going to be the problem that I could solve, and I knew that it had an existing market and would have a growing market, and that I could grow the market through this product, I just simply made a list of the things that annoyed me about storing my bars. So I just, you know, identified every single thing that I thought that's annoying, that's annoying, that's annoying, and one by one, iteratively worked out a plan in my head of how I would solve each of those things. And then after a while, I used to drive the car around. I used to drive 20 minutes into the city. And those drives, I would spend that time really nutting out the next part of the equation once I'd got one piece. Oh, wow. And, of course, I spend a lot of time in the shower, which is an excellent thinking space and particularly good (laughs) on what you're thinking about is how to design a bathroom accessory. Exactly. You want to be there in that space. I mean, these dock blocks, uh, where exactly are they made? Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. They're made in New Zealand and um, they're made in the city of Dunedin, which is in South Island. And um, at the time that I designed the block dock, I was living in a place called Riverton, which is 
the very bottom of the South Island, or almost the very bottom of the South Island. Um, and Dunedin is like a two and a half hour drive from there. In my prototyping days, I actually, when I when I finally knew that I'd nutted out the idea, I googled um, sheet metal manufacturers in a in a city that I was close to, which was in Vicargill. And I just got in the car and drove around, got drove to the first one because it had the nicest website. <laughs> and I said to them, I've got a million dollar idea and I need someone to make it. And um, they got the guy at the back to come out and talk to me. He said, that is a good idea, but we can't make it. We don't have the machinery. And sent me to the one pl- one other company in the town that actually did have the machine that I needed. I knew nothing about, you know, what machine does what at that stage. And then I was able to get that company to work with me on a on an iteration of prototypes. So I could work out, as I was increasingly changing the design, I could work out what else needed to change to make it do the best job it could possibly do. So that was great, but that company doesn't make home products. That's not their business. They're a big, you know, they're a big engineering company. So then I knew I had to find somebody who could make them. So I approached a different company in Dunedin, thinking they make a a, a wide range of things. I thought, well, they must be able to make it. And they wrote back to me and said, no, we can't make it. We don't have machinery. But here's a list of three companies that possibly could do it in Dunedin. And I already knew one of those companies historically from my past work life. I chose that company and I've worked with them ever since. Oh, that's amazing. And I mean, at that point, when you were like looking at these different factories, did you think that it would grow as big as it is today? Like looking back? Oh, you did? Yes. That's amazing. I did think it would grow big. That million dollar idea was that million dollar idea. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yes. Yes, that's true. I did think it would grow that big and I had conversations from the beginning about capacity because I didn't want to choose a manufacturer who in five minutes would say, oh, no, oh, no, love, we can't do that. We can only do, you know, you can only order, you know, a thousand or whatever. Yeah. I needed a company that was willing to grow with me as fast as I could grow. What I love about your company as well is that, you know, one of the things is to kind of involve the community even further. So you've got a great thing how your orders are actually ordered and picked as well. That really just like touched me so much. Would you mind sharing like kind of that side of the business as well? Oh, sure. Yeah. I work with Self and Disability Enterprises in Invercargill. They receive the stock from the manufacturer when it when they send it down, which is, you know, two hour drive in a truck. Got quite a low carbon footprint to to go that distance. And so they check the stock as it comes in and then they individually box it for the items that go to retailers, or they pick and pack the, you know, the individuals that go direct to the customer. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, they do a fantastic job. I really love working with them. I love that my money can you know, do a whole other layer of good. I love that it makes the difference to the sense of achievement of the people who are in the team who work on, you know, on my products. It's fantastic. It's a fantastic exactly. situation. I love that. And I mean, so we kind of touched a little bit about the plastic pollution that you found a solution for, but I know there's, there's just so many people that's like saying, honestly, one one bottle of shampoo, what impacts that really going to have on me? Why would you say that was really important for you to kind of, you know, tackle these bottles to get people to switch that to bars? Well, I think that people only make a change if it's easy for them and if they get a better result at the other side. So I knew that my product had to do that. 
And it just seemed obvious to me that instead of having a plastic bottle created, which is going to become pollution, like there's no question it's going to become pollution at some stage. Yeah, it just seemed like a no-brainer to me that you would, if you could easily change that for a bar of soap and that bar of soap could give you a much better user experience because you don't waste as much. It's not it's not dropping through your fingers as you're getting it out of the bottle. It seems so, it seems so simple to me. And I thought my role is to be able to communicate in a way that helps people to understand that not just is it better for the environment because we, if we don't buy a bottle, we stop the plastic waste at source and it never goes through any of the stages of being in pollution because it's not made. Mm. And if we can simply substitute in a, you know, a bar, and these days the, the quality of bars that you can buy and the range of bars that you can buy is considerable. Whereas for a lot of people, I think, potentially older people, you either got a bit of Luxe or some palm olive and that was your option. So I can kind of get what they're like, well, I much prefer my my only good bergamot and whatever fragrance. I can understand that. But I think if we can help people to see that actually bars these days are a different calibre to what they've been historically, then we'll be prepared to make the switch. Exactly. Because I, I remember growing up in South Africa, like, you know, we didn't have all of these like bottles of shampoo. Well, yeah, shampoo we had, but like a body washes and things, you had a bar of soap. And since a child, that was kind of, you know, that's the way you used your bar. But again, all of those like little trays and things that came with it was just like so disgusting that when I kind of, you know, went to university and you can buy your own stuff now, you kind of opted not to buy the bar of soap because you didn't really think about all the plastic waste and all the other things, you know, you kind of, you know, were in this like mindset. And ever since I discovered this like zero waste movement and trying to reduce our waste, I'm just like, wow, this is like amazing because this shampoo bar now can replace my bottle shampoo and conditioner. And then you've got your face wash and you've got all of these little things that can be used now in bars. And I just find it, it lasts so much longer. And if you actually look at some of the ingredients and things, which is now in these packaged items, you're just like, hang on, why would I put that on my body? So I've definitely seen an increase with more people also making their own bars, which is fantastic because kind of spreads more that awareness, but also makes it a little bit more artisan as well. So you can really support local people by supporting their business and also reducing waste in a way as well. So clearly, like kind of what would your advice be to encourage people that might not already use a soap bar, they might still, you know, go to the store and buy overpackaged stuff in plastic bottles. Like, how would you kind of encourage them to switch? And then hopefully that becomes like kind of a widespread behavioral change? I guess there are two sides of that for me. One is just by assuring them that actually it's possible to use a bar and have that be a fully positive experience. If you buy a block, block dog and store it in the block dog you can be sure that it's going to stay hard it's going to be pleasant to use you don't always pick the best bar you know we've all picked bars where we thought mm, I thought that would be good but it isn't so there will be mistakes along you know there will be that kind of thing along the way but it doesn't take long to find one that really suits you and to know that actually 
when you buy that bar, it is essentially a zero waste product because invariably they're coming in cardboard, or at least they should be. And at the end, there's nothing left. So it's the best decision you can make to stop any form of pollution coming from that consumption choice. That's really so, so simple. I've also started giving shampoo or no, just normal soap bars, body bars for people as gifts as well that hasn't used it before. Because I think, you know, that's such a great gift to be able to give someone that gift. But it's really important to make sure that you kind of add one of those block docs that they've got a great experience as well. And so many people, after they've kind of used that soap, they like, oh, you know, I find it so easy. So I'm actually, I'm wanting to find a shampoo bar now and I want to find another bar that I can use for that. So it's really, really so encouraging. So you've got the block docs that's like for all of the soap bars, but you also have some other products as well. So it's like, I mean, it started with the soap and it's kind of expanded, expanded and expanded. Can you tell us a little bit more about the others? Yes, sure. Um, so I now have a range of three different sizes of the block docs so that you can pick the, the size that's right for the kind of bar that you repeatedly like to use. And I also have a toothbrush and toothpaste holder called the brush dock which I have to say so far was the hardest product to design. turned out exceptionally well and is very, very popular, so that's great. And what it's particularly good for is people who use bamboo toothbrushes because I, and one of the reasons it came about is that I started using bamboo toothbrushes because, you know, it seemed like it was a better choice. But actually, just when you're keeping them in a cup, they just, the handles just go disgusting and then you've got that mucky cup business going on. So I knew that I needed a solution to, that would take that away. And part of my mind works to identify what is the thing that's annoying me and can I resolve that thing? That's pretty much kind of where I started from for the brush stock. And then just simply discovering that it helped the bamboo toothbrushes to last a lot longer. Again, you know, the soap lasts a lot lasts longer, the toothbrushes last longer because they're not actually having any access to moisture. That's the pro- product I probably like the most because what I really like is one that I actually managed to find the solution after quite some months thinking about it, but also um, I really like the slide in and out of the toothpaste. Oh, wow. It just okay. seems like it's a really convenient, really easy functional use of something. And you, you also have for the electric toothbrush as well, so there is more bamboo electric toothbrushes happening as well, which I'm excited for. Yes, I have one that holds an electric toothbrush without the charger. And just recently I launched a product called the Little Shelfie. So some people contacted me and they, for some reason, they really like to keep their electric toothbrush on the charger all the time. I personally doubt that that's very good for the battery of the electric toothbrush, but uh, they like to do it. So I made the Little Shelfie in part so that they can put the charger and the, and the electric toothbrush together. Oh, I love that. And the little like shelfie is so, so cool. Like guys, I'm going to link it up in the show notes as well so you guys can actually see. Because yeah, that, that just gives like another option because especially with our spare bathroom, we don't use it and I don't feel the need in adding all of these like extra uh, products if mm. no one's literally using that shower. So 
if I do have guests, then I would kind of, you know, cut little pieces off the bars and kind of have them use that. And I think for that, it would be amazing as well, because then you can like literally just put the stuff down for a short time and then again, take it back to, to your main bathroom if you need to as well. And yeah, it's just, it's just amazing. And you also have a, I love this name, the Handy Hookup. Yes. <laughs> yes. So uh, yes, I do have the Handy Hookup, which is a really, it's a really nice hook that matches the rest of the range. So in part, I have been about designing individual products that do an excellent job of the problem that they're solving. And I have the Razor Docs as well, which, um, which do that for razors and shaving bars. But the handy hookup was really about if I have these other things in my bathroom, what are the supplementary things that can help make my bathroom even more useful or tidy or people are so inclined, matchy-matchy or um, that kind of thing. So I'm really thinking about the whole bathroom experience when I add those kind of products. And you also have some labels that I only recently found out. Um, <laughs> that's great <laughs> that people can label yes. what is actually there. Because like my husband laughs at me because like our first language is not English, it's Afrikaans. So I've kind of said to him, okay, so in the shower, it's an English shower. So we've got the three dock blocks and it starts body because B and then C it's the conditioner and then S the shampoo. So it's alphabetically and that's how you work with it. So sometimes he's still like, Ooh, which one is again, like the body, if there's a new yeah. one. And I'm like, it's BCS, BCS. <laughs> Yes. But yeah, so your handy labels could come yes. in handy and avoid a lot of confusion. Yes. And what I also like about them is um, that you can put them either on the dock or on the wall. Okay. Depending on how, you, you know, how, however you like. And also that they, um, I've got some fun names in there as well. You know, some that say hands off or mums or dads or not yours. Things that say not yours. The people who have people in their house who understand that language better than they understand this is the shampoo oh that's so cool we'll definitely have to check that out and one of the other products that i've noticed that's kind of now on pre-order is the travel bar container which i absolutely just like when i was when i saw it i was like oh i actually need this because how i've been traveling is i normally use like a stasher bag and then i would put my soap in there and I would take my dock block wherever it is we're going. So then I would just like kind of, you know, put it up and make the new like shower wherever we are, uh, kind of, you know, a little bit more homey with the dock block. But mm -hmm. that's amazing because then you can actually travel with it and it can dry as well as you travel. Can you tell us more about that design as well and yeah. how it works? Yeah, um, that came about actually from a customer suggestion. So somebody wanted to buy one of just one of the tins, the super tins by themselves, but they said they wanted to use it to, you know, to take things somewhere else. And all I had at the time, which I'd been trialing, was putting some cork in the bottom because cork is, will absorb the, um, the moisture. Mm. So I sent her some cork and said, we'll try this. But it really, it really planted the seed in my head that actually, you know, there's a reasonable demand for moving around with your bars. And while you can fit a couple of block docks and bars in that, you can't you can't fit a bit of everything. So say you're going, I think if you're going camping, for example, 
you do want to just cut that little bit off all the things that you need and just that little bit. So that's when I designed the tray to go in the bottom of the super tin. And it has been very popular, which is wonderful. Yeah, that's the thing. When you do travel, I can understand a lot of people would say like, oh, you know, now I've got three bars of soap and now I need to cut stuff. And it is harder versus, you know, if you had small little bottles you could fill up, it might be easier for many people to travel with. So I can understand that. But this for me is totally a game changer because this means you can still travel with your your blocks. You're used to it. You don't have to worry about, you know, anything else. So it really makes life a little bit easier, I think. And Hopefully we go back to traveling a little bit more soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be nice. What yeah. I've also done with the um, design of the little shelfie is I've actually designed that to the same sizing as, as the tin. So oh. actually people can either buy the travel bar container or they could buy the super tin and the little shelfie. Oh, that's fantastic. With the product that they used at home, they can, they can take that same product on the road um, by popping it in the super tin. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I'm definitely going to get that then because then, you know, it's like two birds with one stone. Right. That's right. I do like two birds with one stone situation. Exactly. Especially if you're trying to be more minimalist and, you know, you're trying to have less stuff, then it's really great to be able to reuse stuff for other purposes as well. We've spoken a bit about your dock blocks and all of the different stuff that you've been designing, but you also have a like quite a wide variety, a large variety of actual bars that you sell as well. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, I do have, um, I sell bars as well on the website because I think clearly they're complementary products. Mm. And I might have the ability for people coming to look for storage to actually convert people to using bars or more bars because of the range that I have. And also I make, what I make that's quite unique is I make multi-brand sample sets and they're very popular. So I go to the effort of getting five different makers and small sized, either cutting or, or asking them to make small sized bars. I number them anonymously and wrap them up and send people a bar rating system so that they can do their own at-home test of five different brands to see which is the brand or which is the bar that actually their hair really likes. And I make sure that I have a variety of kinds in there because, you know, we've all got a different, we're all going to have a different response to something. You know, I might have fine hair and, a you know, an itchy scalp and somebody else might have thick hair and, you know, no scalp issue. I like to put a variety in there so that actually I can help people discern what it is that they actually like and what it is that they're actually looking for. And I haven't had anybody yet that I know of who hasn't found a winner amongst the five, even if I did have that person, because I tell people um, at the end what all bars are, then at least they would know what to avoid. They would know, oh, well, I've tried a tea and that you know, I didn't like that one. That probably isn't the brand for me or, exactly. you know, I tried me Bell and she was good or whatever. So I do, I feel like that's my, I think of that as my community service product. Yeah. Because it's expensive to make and it makes me no money at all. And it's quite frankly a bit of a pain to bring together. But I feel like it's community service to get more people uh, confident to give bars a try because otherwise you're going to the supermarket and looking at $20 price tags and going, I just don't know if I want to take, you know, if I can yeah, take, take the risk. chance. Exactly. I mean, that's amazing how you kind of, you know, bring all of this together. And 
I absolutely love like your products. Honestly, I've just been telling so many people about it because I, I get that question so often, whereas, you know, everyone's like sitting there with their rubber bands and, you know, trying to make something. And I'm like, no, there's, there's an easier way out there. Just pay the money for the solution that's going to do it all. Exactly. Like people, people do email me and say, oh, that's expensive or things of that nature. But the fact is it is made in New Zealand. It is made from aluminium. It is powder coated to be hard wearing. Exactly. If you look after it, it is going to last you for a very long time. Yeah. And with every single bar that you store in it, you will get more uses from that bar. So if you're buying a $20 shampoo and the block drug is giving you 20% extra time out of that, you know, it's really paid back $4. Exactly. So, you know, it's paid back 10% of its worth in one bar. Yeah. So it really doesn't take very long before actually it's paid for itself and it's starting to earn you money. Exactly. Oh, I, I just love that. And Claire, like kind of what would you say has been one of your most important decisions that you've made around Mama Earth? I would say, I want to say don't be a dick. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's what I want to say. I mean, I use that for lots of other parts of my life as well. But I think, you know, don't be lazy. If you can reasonably do it and it's better for the earth to do it, do it. That's amazing. So, guys, yeah, take that advice today. And, uh, Claire, we are going to move into our final five. First one is what is one social media account or publication that you follow? I follow UYO, which is Use Your Own, and I follow that because I really – enjoy the way Laura who's the woman who runs that campaign I really enjoy the way that she is just she's blunt and upfront about essentially the dickishness around using takeaway cups I appreciate the her style of communication and I enjoy I enjoy seeing her do it awesome and what is your hope for Mama Earth going forward my hope is that her population does a much better job than we've been currently doing my hope is that people get on board and realise that if we don't actually take a range of significant actions now, we are all in trouble and our kids are in trouble and their kids are in trouble. You know, don't be a dick. And what, what advice can you give our crazy birds actually to help out Mama Earth this week? I say try to pick something new every week or couple of weeks that you can add into your repertoire. None of us are perfect and none of us can be perfect and we shouldn't let that get in the way of doing something really because perfect is the enemy of the good so so try to think that once you've mastered one one change or one transition once you've mastered that pick another one and keep going and what is one sustainability fact that you like to use in a room with people that is not yet on a sustainable journey i like to say that if a plastic bottle isn't made it can never be pollution so that takes out of the equation all of the all of the impact that we're seeing in terms of plastic in the ocean, of microplastics on our you know on Mount Everest or in our food, all of that stuff. I think I think people are underestimating how much plastic we are increasingly going to be you know personally consuming over time. I think we can all sensibly understand that our bodies aren't designed to process in organic matter. So that's going to be a massive problem down the, down the pipeline if we don't take the simple action now, which is if it's in a plastic bottle, 
find an alternative that isn't because as soon as that plastic bottle isn't made, a significant amount of, you know, saving happens, not just in the raw materials, but in the, you know, potential pollution of that item. That doesn't happen. Yeah. That's amazing. And Claire, where can people actually find you and your amazing dot blocks? Uh, you can find me at um, theblockdoc.com on the web or at theblockdoc on Instagram or Facebook. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for sharing everything with us. It's just been amazing to kind of hear your, your journey as well. Thanks for having me, Mariska. It's been great. You're most welcome. And that's a wrap. Huge thank you for our amazing guest for being on the podcast and for sharing their journey with us. You can find the show notes of this episode on the mamaearthtalk.com's website. The biggest thank you goes out to all of you crazy birds for listening to the podcast. If you have not already listened to all of the episodes, you can go back to a few of them. You will absolutely love them. I really enjoyed recording every single one of them and I really hope that you enjoy listening to them. There's over a hundred episodes so if you feel a little bit lost on which one to listen to next, maybe select one of the episodes with guests that you might want to know more of and start from there. If you enjoy the episodes, why not tell a friend about the podcast and maybe share an episode with them. Let them know that we are here and we are waiting for them with open arms and they are all very welcome to join the crazy birds globally. If you have a question for me, please send them over. The best way to get in contact with me would probably be a DM on Instagram. You can either send it to my personal, which is at Zero Waste Mariska, or the podcast, which is at Mama Earth Talk, or send me an email at hello at mamaearthtalk.com. If there's a particular guest or topic that you would like to hear on the podcast, let me know. I love to hear from all you crazy birds. New episodes are uploaded every second Monday, so make sure to subscribe that you do not miss a thing. Mama Earth has a voice, and it's us crazy birds.